Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to episode 49 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, my friends and co-host, George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And, of course, Mo. Hey. Hey everybody. In this episode, we're going to talk about a refreshingly different kind of zombie movie, a piece of cooking tech for your kitchen, and an inventive game you can play at the cinema. But before we get going with that, I love taking this moment to jump into the fourth listener mailbag. And we have a couple of pieces of mail. The first one, this episode, is from Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Matthew Matthew wrote in, and the topic line was loving your podcast. So he absolutely made the show. Of course, he's going to get a good topic line. It's kind of stating the obvious, but okay. Right. Like, who wouldn't love us? We're just so lovable. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Matthew says, so I've been listening since your appearance on Laser Times podcast. Based on the topic, it motivated me to seek you out, give the pods to listen and I have not been disappointed. Nice. Woo. The topics vary and meld together well and kind of along the same lines of the rabbit holes my mind goes down. Let's <laughs> oh, refer back to the uh, the rambling that we do sometimes it gets edited out but if he, only he knew how much <laughs> rambling we did. Yeah. Well hey you join Patreon and get some of that right? Hey absolutely. Matthew you're welcome to join us. <laughs> wow nice segue there Mo. Thank I you. Like that. I thought that, that was, was pretty wow. cool. That was special. I'm done for today. I'm out of here guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew goes on to say I am not sure who had the strong love for showbiz? The wrong person. <laughs> the person who was but I am on board with them. Oh, oh no, Matthew. What are you doing? We had a showbiz here that got converted to a Chuck E. Cheese. Needless to say, I enjoyed the band better when it was showbiz. Well, of course you did. It was the Rock of Fire Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> the transition from one to the other was quite sudden. One day the sign said showbiz and overnight it was changed to Chuck E. Cheese. He says, my best friend and neighbor worked there. Once it became Chuck E. Cheese, let's say I got a lot of tokens and tickets for a year or two that he worked there. So see, you <laughs> should have liked Chuck E. Cheese more. You got all the free tokens and tickets. Yeah, but you didn't have to work for it. You know, you only appreciate things you have to work for. <laughs> oh, no, that's not true at all. No, I appreciate everything. <laughs> I know I it's not. I'm for. just saying it. <laughs> my parents told me that once or something. I don't know. Goes to show you, even if Chuck E. Cheese stuff is free, it's not as good as showbiz. Oh, see? No, she's got it down. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, he says, flash forward to today. I'm a parent now, and my son had his fourth birthday party there. Let's say it was fun, but my wife and I both agree it was more of a convenience to have them host, let the kids run around, and have the conversation amongst the adults happen. Well, obviously, yeah. that's, yeah, that's what Chuck E. That Cheese one. is for now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Current yeah. Chuck E. Cheese is not the same as Gen X Chuck E. Cheese. No, no, no. Well, for one, where the hell's Pac-Man? He's not there anymore. Right. Sure. <laughs> so Matthew rounds it out. He says, thanks. That's all I have for now. Appreciate the podcast keep up the great work matthew thank you matthew awesome matthew we have a second piece of fourth listener email Uh, this is from uh, uh, it's one at a time just don't overthink it (laughs) Uh, this mail is from amanda subject line a note of admiration whoa wait 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 wait. who is she talking about here (laughs) it's gotta be me who else could she be talking about (laughs) uh let's find out (laughs) 
<laughs> Amanda says, hi, guys. I just watched a video of yours on YouTube. The top five things I learned growing up Generation X. Oh, Jesus. It's going to be about John. Yeah, here we <laughs> go. No, 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 no. no, no. Listen, massage. It's, wonder how this not... email got chosen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not just about me. Hang in there. She says, loved it and love the concept for the channel. Uh, I'm in the beginning stages of launching my own website, which includes narrative, video, and audio posts, so I know how much work you guys have put into this and can really see your passion. Well, how about that? Yeah. yeah. I'm still not, I'm still not <laughs> here knowing I praised yeah. it all. It's still uh, all she just said, jobs. you guys. Yeah. It's you guys. You guys. Yeah, all right. I think it's a royal you, but okay. <laughs> it's a royal something, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> just want to take the time to let you know I appreciate what you're doing. Encourage you to keep on keeping on. All the best. Amanda. Wow. All right. Thanks, thank Amanda. You. Well, thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Even though it's about John, <laughs> <Yeah>. but okay. <laughs> Speaking of Amanda's email, so she found us watching one of our videos on YouTube. Very briefly, before we got into the meat of the show, is to talk about just a a stupid mushroom cloud explosion of growth (laughs) that we've had on YouTube over the past couple of weeks. That means like that makes it sound like we don't want it to happen. Oh no! I mean, stupid like unbelievable. I mean, I'm incredulous. It's amazing. Unbelievable either. It's very believable. We're Gen X grown up. We deserve this kind of growth. Uh, I agree. I'm I'm coming around your way of thinking. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Whatever adjective you'd like to slap on the front of it, we have seen unprecedented growth for Chin X Grown Ups YouTube channel. Can we go? Is that one okay? Unprecedented? That one's okay. I can, I can live with that. You're okay with? Okay. Because it hasn't happened yet, although it should have, and now it is happening. Exactly right. Long overdue and unprecedented growth. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, though. I mean, so we typically, historically, get, I don't know, you know, four or five new subscribers a day, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. awesome. We yeah, appreciate that. Quality and subscribers. Steady, slow <laughs> growth. And then a couple of weeks ago, like we kind of got 10 or 12. Like that happens every now and then. And then 20 and then 50 and then 100. And like we were getting hundreds of subscribers a day, thousands of video views. We had like 300 in one day. Oh my All goodness. All of organic growth. Like voluntary, like people actually, people like Amanda <laughs> who found us just on YouTube randomly. And it's, Amanda actually, obviously she followed through and checked out our podcast or she would not have known to email us on the podcast. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. That's very, very cool. We can't express how amazing it's been. This wave of vindication. Like I knew eventually somebody would find us and it's starting to happen. <laughs> they like us. They really like us. They really like us. <laughs> Thank you, Sally Field. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy just looking at the numbers. I mean, every day yeah. we used to talk all about how, oh, look, you know, we got five today. We only lost one. That's pretty cool for <laughs> net and everything. And then it started happening every hour. And I got into the point where I realized that we had multiplied our average subscriber growth by 24 because we're averaging about three to five an hour now, whereas before we were averaging three to five per day. And that multiplier is just silly to think about. I can't imagine that, you know, we've been doing this for, I guess it's been two years now. Two years. Two years. That's right. Yep. And John, you had talked about it in some of our conversations offline that other channels that are in our same subscriber area, like, you know, the 1,000 to 10,000 subscriber area, mm-hmm. none of them are doing this kind of growth, at least to the people that we know and follow. And, and they would I don't kill know why, for that. They're, yeah. Well, they're all quality <laughs> channels. We I know. Love right, them, right, right. But I don't know why the YouTube algorithm smiled upon us and started pushing our content more, but I'm so happy it did. One thing I have to say, okay, and this is going to be a little painful, but I'm going to say it. Okay. I think a lot of it had to do, John, with that awesome five things you learned video. Oh, I think it helped. Sure. Uh, that was an awesome video. It's absolutely the driver. Yeah, it drove 
a lot of the traffic because it is it's, it's an awesome video it, i think it speaks to what we want to talk about it does but that video has been there for a year it's uh, sitting I, there yeah. hey, hey whatever <laughs> right yeah but the thing that we've noticed also though is people are getting the entrance based off of that video but then they're watching other videos on the channel right after they finish that video which sticking around to me speaks yeah. volumes yeah i mean they're they're mm-hmm. coming for the video but they're describing and everything else once they're here which is right awesome. and staying for the theme and yeah staying, i think yeah. so staying for us and it's bringing us cool new people like Amanda, who found us mm-hmm. here on the podcast. And so if you are finding us for the first time through this great new bit of growth that we're having, absolutely welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. We've been cooking this for uh, two years or so. I know some people have commented saying, can't wait to see what else you guys do. And like, hey, don't wait. There's two yeah. years of stuff you can check out. <laughs> There's a hundred plus videos. And we have been flapping our gums for a good many episodes. There's plenty of stuff there. We sure appreciate you here. Uh, in addition to our existing fourth listeners, glad to have you here. I think with that, it is time to get into the body of this show right after this. I want to play in the rain and take a break. Seven up so cool and clear. Yeah, it feels as good as the rain is out here. Gotta take a break. I want to play in the rain and take a break. It's a good coming down. Now you could win a year's worth of free travel on United Airlines. Plus $25,000. Look for the 7-Up Play All Day game. Well, let's kick off the show as we like to here at the beginning, talking about media, new stuff we've been checking out, either books or music or movies, TV shows. Uh, and George, I want to start with you. You had something you were looking forward to last time. Yep. It dropped and it is pretty interesting. I'm clearing my <laughs> looking forward, looking back menu. <laughs> yes, you are. Every you time are. I get a chance. For this one, it was Black Mirror, which mm. is now a Netflix property. It originally started out on one of the BBC networks uh, right. for its first couple of seasons. It got moved over to Netflix, which I'm happy because the way I understand it, it was going to be canceled after those two seasons in England Mm -hmm. and Netflix fortunately picked it up to keep giving us new content. Now this season was a three episode season, as opposed to the last couple we've gotten like six episodes, I believe. I I think so. Yeah. Five or six at least. Right. (laughs) The three episodes this year have been hit or miss. I did a little poll out there on Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay. The one that won the poll actually was smithereens, which I didn't see coming at all. It was oh, really? 90%. I, yeah. Of the votes. Like, I really, that was my really favorite. 90% of people out of the three picked that one. Yeah. I mean, I really expected striking vipers to do better. No, uh-huh. I thought that was my favorite of the three. And then of course the third one with the two girls who bonded together to save the, the sisters and the robot and the personality and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Smithereens won the poll. That was the Hannah Montana one, right? She's yeah, in that one. With, yeah. Playing as a big stretch, a pop star. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Actually playing an angsty pop star who doesn't like, I mean, it's it's like, wow, it's not a reach role for sure. No, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good casting. I had to say it was very, very good casting. It was good casting. I thought Striking Vipers, in my opinion, was the best of the three. And I really thought John would get a kick out of that because I thought it would start him off one way. And then as soon as it went the other way, I was yes. wanting to know yeah. John's reaction to that episode. <laughs> He's like, whoa. <laughs> when I watched that one, I'm I mean, like, hey, it's kind of like Street Fighter. They're, they're having a good time. Like, whoa, they're making out. What's going on? <laughs> was that anything that either of us thought that it was? Because oh, no. I'm sitting there like, oh, that would be such a cool VR game. And they're going to get into it. Somebody's <laughs> going to get killed, maybe. And then there's going to be this murder mystery around technology. Because that's, then, well, that's what, what you expect oh, with Black Mirror, you okay. know, dark and mirror. 
and it That's went a serious whole different direction. There going there, yeah. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started thinking about. It. I was like, what would I do in that game? I mean, wait, wait, we can't. No, this is this is for kids. Also, this podcast. So. I understand. I'm not going that direction. <laughs> I'm just saying though, it talked so much to the gender identity role stuff and everything. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's true. What would you? Because some of the stuff they talked about in there about the mm-hmm. emotions and the feelings and this, I thought they did a brilliant job of storytelling because it made me think. Yeah, I, I tell you, I like Smithereens also. I think that was my favorite. Really? And I know John, you haven't you haven't seen that one yet, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen them all yet? Holy! No, I've seen the first one so far. Yeah. So, wow. So no, I don't want to give it away or anything, but it, to me, the second one seemed most like a Black Mirror episode than the other two. Hmm. Because I think it was it was really kind of dealing with technology and how it just kind of sometimes could just totally screw up lives. Sure. And how it was that, which is like kind of like most like the earlier Black Mirrors are all kind of along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the earlier Black Mirrors were so much darker than what Smithereens oh, yeah. was. I mean, Smithereens really felt like a whitewash version. I know it got pretty dark at the end there. I thought it was very easy to figure out, though. Well, yeah. But uh, I just thought, well, one, the actor in it, the guy who played like the main character, in it was is just mm-hmm. awesome. He was great. Yeah. He was a uh, Moriarty in the Sherlock series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Topher Grace. He played mm-hmm. a good role, I thought. You know, like I said, so that was definitely my favorite was probably Smithereens. I think second, though, was definitely was a Striking Vipers, right? Yeah, right. It was some good stuff. John, I'm sorry that you haven't watched them all yet. I hope you get a chance to watch them all soon. Or are you planning on waiting until next season? Yeah, it was, I delay a little bit. And uh, like you talked several episodes about Barry. I finally watched all of Barry. And so oh, yeah. my, my backlog is so full that I'm, I'm sure I'll get around to finishing up. I watched. <laughs> I know there's so much yeah. good TV. There's so much good stuff to watch. Yeah, yeah. be interesting here. Well, I'm not sure if this is the case but I think Mo has one coming up next that you could probably skip to help clear your backlog a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's true, sure. Oh, okay. So, Mo, what is the fantastic thing in media that you'd like to speak about? Oh, I mean, probably Oscar-winning, <laughs> Golden Globe, I mean, all of it. I mean, if it doesn't win every single award in every category, then it's fixed. <laughs> Dark Phoenix. I think you better include the Razzies in those award lists. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Now, last episode, Mel, you were looking forward to Dark Phoenix, and you said this could go terribly bad. It could have gone worse. I'll say that much for it. (laughs) It could have. It could have been worse. Could have been worse. (laughs) The saving grace to me that kind of made it not worse was that the fight scenes had to be some of the most um, coolest fight scenes I've seen in any of these X-Men s- series. They were a little bit more true to form of yeah, what exactly. you expect from the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were actually using their powers like uh, how I expect them to. And I mean, it was also you know, it was super violent and all that stuff. But still, it was, that was very, very cool. And I think, and George, you probably will agree with me on this. I think one of the biggest problems is they just tried to condense such a deep storyline into one movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We talked about Dark Phoenix in preparation for this film on Drawn and Paneled, they glossed over the oh, entire so storyline and is like, okay, we know this thing hits her in space and that's what gives her the ability to become Phoenix and nothing else from the storyline was true to form and what was there was so glossed over and so fast that it really felt like both the writers and a large part of the actors just phoned this whole thing in. Hmm. They just didn't put forth the effort, and which was a real shame because we got introduced to a couple of new actors playing established characters in the first class timeline, I'm going to call it. So you yeah. got a new storm. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, and you got all these people playing these characters that you had wanted to see. But man, they didn't give those actors enough time. And I felt bad for them because like 
they're jumping on a sinking ship, right? Yeah. This is the last movie. <laughs> for the Sony series, right? For Sony. Well, Fox, I think it is. Fox. I, oh, Fox. Sorry, Fox. Yeah. I always get that confused. I've said it the last like three or four episodes, Sony series, but it's really Fox. Right. Sony had the Spider-Man stuff, right? Sony well, had true. the Spider-Man stuff. That's right. That's right. Thank Got you. It. I think they really screwed this one up. Yeah. So, Mo, if you say it's bad, tell me how bad, like how many tokens on our scale? Uh, For the fight scenes, I'd give it two. And for the rest of the movie? <laughs> or is that just you're, you're giving it credit and giving the whole I'm movie giving two giving the whole thing a two because I think think that the storyline everything was like a okay. one and then the action was like a three you know hmm. what it felt like to me it felt a little bit to me like godzilla actually i like godzilla a hell of a lot more <laughs> well yeah i, I see what you're that, saying you're saying the you had a little action bit into godzilla but mm-hmm. i think the storyline in both those films was considerably weaker than the action sequences oh yeah but things godzilla you kind of expect that in a way, I like, guess, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Like this one, though, like, I mean, especially with the whole Avengers movie and the Marvel, all that stuff, you know, they really upped the ante as far as storytelling. Mm. Yeah, but this is a whole different group. Yeah, and this one just didn't didn't cut it. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe. We'll see. What about you, John? You talked about how the Black Mirror season was kind of brief. Not my main topic, but I want to mention to you, if you have not seen a film on Netflix called I Am Mother. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stars Hilary Swank. Yeah. It gives you that Black Mirror taste. Maybe three characters in the whole movie. There's several actors because people at different ages and stuff. It's really three characters. It feels like a stage play. It's small with yeah. huge scope. Have you seen this one, George? Mo, it sounds like Mo has. No, I've seen the trailers for it. I haven't oh, gotten around no. yeah. to watching it yet because I watched all the other stuff on Netflix. Yeah, it's one of those few things that like I started it and didn't even pick up my phone the whole time I was watching it. I mean, it was interesting. It yeah, kept my attention yeah, the entire good. time. So if you uh, felt like Black Mirror was short, check out I Am Mother on Netflix. Okay. I mean, you're already on Netflix watching, so you've got access to it. So right. that was really cool. <laughs> a robot that raises a baby. That's the premise. There you go. Right. Enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> but what I mainly want to talk about is I just got a chance to go out and see a film that I've been looking forward to ever since I saw the first trailer, and that is The Dead Don't Die, starring Bill Murray and Adam Driver. Wow. And yeah, I've been watching thousands. the trailers in a whole bunch of that. Every film that I've gone to see at AMC lately, they've had the Dead Don't Die trailer in front mm-hmm. of it. It looks really funny. How was it? So the trailer looks kind of goofy, right? Kind of silly. Yeah. yeah. I loved almost everything about this movie, but it Uh-oh. wasn't what I expected it to be. Okay. Which is good. It looked too goofy, too thought, silly. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a Zombieland-ish sort of... Right, You're right That's but it's, it it's not Zombieland. First of all, I don't know how to explain that. Let's start with, like you said, Mo, cast of thousands, right? So obviously oh, yeah. Bill Murray and Adam Driver, and you have a, a Tilda Swinton and Iggy Pop and Danny Glover and Steve Buscemi and Tom Waits and Chloe <laughs> Savini. I mean, and 20,000 more I can't even think of. that have some of them large, some of them small parts, tons and tons of cameos and cast of thousands in there. And almost everybody gets to be a zombie at some point, I think, maybe. <laughs> they get to fulfill that lifelong dream. <laughs> right. Well, wasn't Steve Buscemi a zombie before he took the role? Have you ever looked at that guy? <laughs> he Holy just appears crap. to be one. He wasn't actually. <laughs> and he's great in this, by the way. One of the stars of the movie was Steve Buscemi's Trump hat. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> but not exactly. It's just a, a riff on that. He has a red hat with white letters that you see. and You're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> OK, <laughs> but like only Steve Buscemi can pull it off, I think. So all of us like zombie movies. No problem mm-hmm. there. Yep. yep. All of us like Deadpool and that fourth wall breaking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What if you could like move? together a zombie movie and Deadpool breaking a fourth wall but without breaking the wall 
That sounds uh, weird. That does yeah. sound weird. I'm not sure how, what do you mean by that? The characters in this movie seem to be aware they're in the movie, but they're still in the movie in real time. It's a super different take on just a film in general. Plus the reason for the zombie apocalypse is is great. It's So it's not a chemicals. It's not a virus. It's not, there's been fracking on the North and South Poles that change the uh, the axis of the earth and it's causing weird things to happen. What's the premise? Wait, and, and zombies is one of them. causes zombies? It does, absolutely. Hey, okay. it's, not, it's not that far-fetched anything else. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, why not? So John, so how many tokens would you give this one then? Oh, wow. So I sat with uh, with two friends and watched this movie. The guy on my left hated it. Wow. <laughs> really? Okay. He absolutely said, well, that was a waste of time. I can't believe I stayed up till midnight to see this. <laughs> and the guy on my right thought it was great. And I th- I'm leaning toward the guy on my right. I mean, I would probably, and I mean, I just saw this. I mean, I just woke up from a late night, 2 a.m. to record this podcast, having just seen it. So it's fresh. <laughs> But I want to say it's at least a four. I, th- I think it's wow, it's a high okay. three or, or maybe right. a four. All righty. Because it isn't that it's an amazing movie. It's that it is, it's different. Like we finished it and it's, everything is sequelitis. Everything's a sequel. Everything's a remake. Right. And it's this original. so isn't. It's fresh. It's different. It feels like a little bit like, like Fargo, like that dry deadpan kind of stuff going on, like from okay. Fargo. Now I'm starting to see your appeal to it then. Yeah. I mean, it all comes together. All of it. Yeah. The Dead Don't Die is something that I could see myself going to see again because of all the surprising stuff that happened and the, the neat take on how the zombies work. And people were smart. Oh, okay. You know, they we talked about the movies. Yeah, when you're like, oh, this guy de- is dead. So you turn your back on him and he starts to turn into a zombie. Oh, you dummy. Instead, they come across people and they're dead. They're like, oh, just go ahead and preemptively chop his head off. <laughs> it's, <laughs> just it's like to they're be thinking safe. it through. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll put that on my list to see for sure. Carnation Instant Breakfast. You're going to love it in an instant. You're going to love it in an instant. So good and frosty, rich and tasty, carnation instant breakfast. You're gonna love it in an instant. Have you guys checked out Retro Tone News yet? Oh, get out of here. That's <laughs> yeah. my only news source now. That's it. <laughs> if you haven't listened to this yet, fourth listener, I mean, this is, they got this character, Raj Bigsby, and he sounds like an old radio <laughs> announcer, and he's reading the current news. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. America. <laughs> and all the ships at sea. The ships at sea. <laughs> he takes the current news, and he rolls it up in this character and this kind of lightheartedness. He pokes fun at it, but it's informative, too. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's that old newsreel, like when your mm-hmm. grandparents would go to the movie theater for a nickel. It yep. is so awesome. And he's in character the, the entire whole time. time. Beginning but to end. Yeah. It's only like a five or seven minute episode. It actually makes listening to some of the news easier. <laughs> so, right. It certainly does. <laughs> because some of it is just so damn depressing that it's like, I'm like, okay, I can deal with it if he says it. It's way too short for my taste. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I want to beg him. If he's listening right now, please do an episode every day. Right. I don't want to wait a whole week to get an Keep episode. it coming. What would that do to his throat to be able to do the Raj Bigsby voice 24 <laughs> hours a day around the clock? <laughs> he might have to have surgery. I don't know. But whatever it takes, I'm willing to fund it. If you want a taste of current news through a Radiola-style old newsreel announcer, you couldn't find a cooler, short-burst fun podcast in the Retro Tone News. And you can check it out. Head over to evergreenpodcasts.com. Subscribe for sure. You'll be glad you added it to your list. You're not going to believe this, but I actually have something to talk about in Tech Toys. 
Get out of town. <laughs> I'm in town, brother. Let me tell you, I'm here. But before I do that, though, I know George's got something that's actually a little different than what we talk about, but pretty damn cool. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot now. Absolutely. Really? Now we're playing <laughs> friends again after you made me spend all my money the last month and a half of not getting any tech toys? All right, fine. <laughs> I'm actually kind of happy to talk a little bit about this because generally on this podcast, when we talk about tech toys, it's mostly, you know, cell phone or computer or video game related, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is so not that. This is a tech toy that belongs completely, wholeheartedly, and only in one place, and that's in your kitchen. And I mean in every kitchen in America. It's the Ninja AF100 air fryer have you guys ever uh, done any air frying as opposed to deep frying i mean back in college we had this huge thing called we called it a rare but basically it was a hot mm-hmm. air cooker and it, was, just, it sure. was massive but that's the only experience i have with it i haven't ever used one but there's a, a youtube channel i follow called the wolf pit uh, and he's re- recently just bought in wholeheartedly into the world of air fryers which he explains is basically like a little uh, like a convection oven but on top of your table right it is i mean so convection cooking and ovens is nothing new it's been around for decades at this point you know it's essentially all it is is you have your standard oven and there's a fan in to circulate the hot air which therefore excites the molecules that are heated and hits the food harder and faster so it makes the food cook a little bit faster so you probably have convection on most of the last decade ovens you've probably used it and you notice that if you cook a turkey in it normal oven would take 30 minutes or an hour and a half or two hours Mm -hmm. whatever and in this one it's like 20 percent less. Yep, the yep. difference with these Ninja air fryers and with air fryers in general, they're smaller. So because they're smaller and more compact, the air has less space to travel around in. And so it's more concentrated when it hits the food. Therefore, it cooks the food even faster than a traditional convection oven. Huh, and okay. evenly too, I understand, right? Like super- Very evenly. My sons bought one for my mother as a Mother's Day gift. And I was like, that is so thoughtful because I know that you're just coming over there to get food from grandma. I understand <laughs> what your motivation was. Trying to make it easier for, for her, though. Yeah. Yeah. Easier for her to cook for them, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and at first, she was a little bit hesitant about it. She's like, I've never used anything like this. I don't know. Sounds like my grandmother with a microwave. But she unboxed it herself, plugged it up, and read the instructions and everything. And the first meal that she cooked for us was shake and bake pork chops. You guys remember Shake and Bake from our generation, Gen X? Oh, yeah. Where it was born, where it belongs. (laughs) I was never a huge fan of Shake and Bake until I tried it in this air fryer on the pork chops. Holy crap, was this stuff good. The pork chops were perfectly cooked. They were still tender. They were juicy. The breading on them was perfectly crisp. It didn't fall off like it does so often if you're breading pork chops and frying them in a pan or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Some people, like my wife, will even deep fry pork chops just for fun. And that just goes <laughs> all not? kinds of horribly wrong because they're <laughs> just, just for fun. <laughs> right. What the hell does it taste good? This will yeah. be a hoot. <laughs> I got pork chops. I got oil. Hey. Because <laughs> my mother now lives directly across the street from us, which is all kinds of fun as far as food and mealtime is concerned. You know, y'all come over and let me fix this. And, you know, she loves doing that kind of Aunt B Mayberry stuff. So I've been telling my wife for the last month and a half since my mother's had one, just get one of these damn air fryers so I can have some of this in my own house, please. Would you please just go get one? Would you? Be- We're coming out from Walmart one day and... Apparently, she has had one in the trunk of the van for about a week or two weeks at that point. What? 
and just didn't bring it in waiting to give it to me as a father's day gift oh i see right but because she didn't hide it or anything in the trunk as soon as i opened the trunk to put the groceries away there it was happy father's day exactly so does that mean she has to get you something else or (laughs) oh yeah yes it does (laughs) we've done chicken we've done pork we've done fish we've done french fries we've done all the standard stuff we're about to do some pot roast some pork loins and stuff in the upcoming weeks john one of our favorite things to eat this does restaurant quality versions of chicken wings sold yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've seen they're pretty versatile the guy the on youtube that i talked about he actually air fried tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich in it oh yeah absolutely air fried soup Soup. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you're just really yeah. heating up soup, right? <laughs> you get right down they to come it. on different settings and all the settings really do is change the fan speed. So there's a dehydrate, which is the lowest fan speed, all the way up to the air fry, which is the highest fan speed. You can set the temperature of the heat to anything you want on any of those settings. And you can set the time, of course, to anything you want. So does it take any oil at all? No. None. Yeah, no. no oil. You just put the food in there. You just that's put the it. food in, turn it on, and walk away. And that's the thing that so my that wife really and my mother it. like so much about it. <laughs> well, it's the heat. It's a different way of thinking of frying, right? Okay. You think okay. of frying as it has to be inside oil, right? That's not what this does. It gives you the same textures and the same food preparation without actually frying. Because the whole point of frying, deep frying is the oil conducts tons of heat and directs it quickly into the food. Right, in, well, right. In the case of air fryer, the, the air is taking the place the of yeah. that oil. Yeah, oh, the air so, is taking so, that place. So it's got to be at least sm- somewhat healthier. It's way healthier. Yeah, there are a lot of studies out there on air frying as far as calorie reduction and everything like that. Generally, it's considered two things add the most calories when you're frying. The breading, if you use some, yeah. and the oil, right? Yeah. And if you have the oil at the lower temperatures, then more oil soaks into the food. And right. so there's higher calories, you know. It means all more like delicious that. too, but. Right, so basically the two best parts of the food. (laughs) I have gotten just as much flavor out of this air fryer as I ever have out of a deep fryer. I'm just blown away. The chicken wings are what I've asked for Father's Day meal. So we're going to prepare 100 chicken wings and the two air fryers that we have and some french fries. And that's all I want for Father's Day. Are you going to make any food for them or just? just No, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because I was actually trying to find something to make it a little easier. Especially when you're cooking for one, it's kind of hard to like go through all the trouble of frying things or making Mm -hmm. large quantities but it sounds like this will handle pretty much any quantity either right it's very small quantity it's a it's only a four quart basket so like for chicken wings as an example you can probably do maybe 10 or so because you want to keep just one layer the other thing is the cost of this unit right now you can pick this up at walmart for 99 dollars, or you can get it for amazon and if you have prime that's the way i would suggest to go because on amazon they have a version that also comes with a little tray that allows you to have a second level of food like when you're doing dehydrating and that one's actually ten dollars cheaper at 89 dollars Oh, there you go. I smell an Amazon link going to the show notes right now. I think so. I'm already looking it up. I'm there. Now, I've rambled on enough, Mo. I want to know what you finally decided to buy so that I don't have to buy anything else. This better be good. As long as you have not had a tech toy, you, by God, better have a good one. (laughs) So, well, this is something I got, and you'll appreciate this, as a way of hopefully enhancing our videos on YouTube. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. You bought a new production assistant? What happened? Well, yeah, but that too. But separately. (laughs) You bought somebody to keep him on. Task. Yeah, is, um, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of silly, but I have the biggest problem I have sometimes with doing these videos is when you're filming yourself, like what's 
in your what's behind you? Like what's your backdrop? Oh, right. Kind okay. of stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. I looked online. And I found a company that actually sold a green screen kit, so oh, you could do the chroma oh, yeah. keying yep. and all that stuff with it. That you can stand in front of. Right. You can stand in front of. So far, I mean, I did. We did the one video with it. My Godzilla movie review. Wait a minute. So that Godzilla video with that background that was moving around and everything—that was because you bought this green screen thing. Yeah. Holy yep. crap! That's awesome. I love that background. After seeing that one, and I realized I need to do some changes with the lighting and stuff like that. And I got some new lights. And I think the next one I do should be even better. Wow. But it's just kind of cool to be able to kind of throw this stuff up there and not worry about what's behind me at all. So what does this thing come with? Because you called it a kit. What does it come with? It's a huge frame and it comes with a big green screen cloth that is like 10 by 10 or okay. 10 by 12. It's got to so, be big. So it's a big yeah. screen thing. Um, it also comes with four sets of lights. Oh. So you can position the lights appropriately. Although uh, I wound up getting the big diffusion lights. I think that's going to work a lot better. Okay. Because the problem with green screen is you have to have as much uniformity on that screen as possible as far as color. Now you said a kit. So which kit did you pick? And what, oh, sure. What- no. I got through Amazon. Go figure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Limo Studio. Now, they make a whole bunch of lighting stuff also. Oh, yeah. I've seen some of their stuff when I've been buying lights myself. Honestly, I bought this a while ago, and I finally just said, I'm going to use this damn thing. I I created a space (laughs) for it because, I mean, now the problem with green screen, though, there is a lot of technical like you go, can't be too close to the screen you need a certain amount of lighting that kind of stuff oh don't i know it yeah yeah <laughs> john is well aware of that and you can't wear like you know bright green ties like i remember <laughs> me and john used to work at the same company where they did television production i remember going out to california and the weathermen insisted on wearing these gaudy multicolored ties and it drove <laughs> the production guys freaking nuts because the way chroma key works is you put a uniform color behind someone and then digitally you can remove just that color right. but if anything you're wearing is that color then it's you're really screwed yeah and th- so they're sitting there trying to fine tune this freaking green screen he was they were just pissed off at <laughs> just it. change your tie somebody should just take some scissors to his tie and be done with it. If, if, <laughs> if they could have i think they would have i don't think many of our people out there unless they're into doing any kind of video production would really care too much about this but it's a lot of fun i think it's gonna do a lot to make things better on our videos well we know amanda wrote in and she's well she was in the beginning stages yeah. of launching her own website including video yeah so right. it might be something that uh, you never well, know i want to know how much this thing costs you haven't told us that oh. yet well, there's a reason, though. Actually, it's just, oh, there's crap. a reason. <laughs> the whole kit with the lighting and everything was $99 on Amazon. That's not horrible. No, okay, that's reasonable. Going horrible. like three or 400 yeah. with the oh, way no, you no, were no. going. Okay. I, I spend $99 is reasonable. I can see that for that piece of equipment. Absolutely. And especially yeah. coming with the lights, because if you buy lights individually yeah, on Amazon, exactly. You'll spend the that good much. ones are going to be 40 to to $100 anyway. Right, right. I mean, the lights they give you with the umbrella kind of diffuser thing on them and that kind of stuff. So it's pretty good deal, I thought. Uh, I thought it works well, especially these days with home editing software. They've gotten so much better with Chroma Key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much more you can do. And also allowing for like more tolerance that your you know your background's not perfect, but you can still work with it. So does it give you instructions like on where to place the lights oh, yeah. and everything? It gives you a okay, whole, good. all that. They have a whole website too that you can go to. And oh, okay. Nice. The trick is though, you do need kind of a big open space. You sure do, yeah. And that's important because I think a lot of people just think, put up this thing that's green and all of a sudden, magically, you're standing in the yeah. middle of a beautiful field. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, a lot more. Well, because you think about it, you know, you've got these phone apps and everything that do so much to change things on your face, just and you're just holding that in right. front of yeah, you. Yeah, that's so just detecting. People are yeah. already like just assuming it's super easy. All I need is something green or blue or whatever color, and I'm done. No, no, it's not pure magic. It actually <laughs> takes some technical know-how. Yep, it's only partially magic. Before we leave tech toys, though, I have some bad news. I don't know if you guys heard about Uh-oh. this or not. Yeah, uh, Think Geek is shutting its doors. 
Well, the website, sort of, the website yeah. is. kind of. Well, that's still the biggest part of ThinkGeek to me is the website. They were bought by GameStop. I forget how many years ago. Were they? Is is a while ago, huh? Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, a few and years. They have physical stores. Like they'll have like hybrid GameStop ThinkGeek stores where you can go in. Really? But yeah, yeah, they, have they some do. Like, I know in Manhattan there are a couple, but the the actual website is going away. Like almost everything is half off right now. Yeah. No returns, and they're running out of inventory fast. So the thing I guess I was like say goodbye to ThinkGeek because they have always just been like this tongue-in-cheek, fun place to buy just really geeky stuff. Yeah, but before anybody else jumped on that exactly. bandwagon, they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody yeah. else out there that's doing it. You know, Amazon will never be able to do it. Well, I'm not going to say that. Well, Amazon can do pretty much anything they want. But I don't know if they will, because I remember the year that they, they always had like the April Fool's item. Like they always put yeah, someone's they end up turning half of them into products because people demand it. <laughs> you know, they had the fake like Tauntaun sleeping bag. <laughs> you know, it looked like, like the entrails with the pattern on the inside of it. And then they had so many people wanting it that they made them. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. the kind of stuff I thought was just kind of cool. It seemed like it was definitely directed towards what I would want. Like my kids never had a problem getting me a gift because they just went to Think Geek and they knew anything they got off there I'd like. I always enjoyed Think Geek. I just, I never was a big fan of their prices. Their stuff always seemed yeah. to be about 30% more than what it's I was pretty willing steep. to pay for it. Yeah, you got to catch it when it's on sale. Like now, when yeah. it's on a huge right. sale. <laughs> you know, but they're not going away. They're still part of GameStop. They'll still be like this Think Geeky product kind of area in yeah. any GameStop. But it I, makes me wonder why are they actually doing the clearance? Because oh, well, they're going to reduce their. They're only going to have a very select product list. Now. Ah. Yeah, they've got to reduce their SKUs if they're going into physical stores because they had way too many SKUs even for a website. Like trying to navigate that website mm-hmm. to find yep. stuff yep. Yeah, was, was a lot of stuff difficult at best, and a website should never be difficult to buy anything from, right? A website That's, should yep, be yeah, the yeah, easiest way to buy something. Yeah. So, so long, ThinkGeek. <laughs> Farewell, ThinkGeek. I, I know I buy, I did a lot of stocking stuffers at ThinkGeek over the years. They've been yeah. a very good place to find cool, nerdy stuff for my family. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X Games segment. Games, games, games segment. <laughs> uh, it's starting to grow on me, George. I'm getting there. I'm going to start joining. Is it starting to get there? I'm start I joining thought I was going to have to quit because Mo was giving me chops for not being original and everything last no, I'm time. I'm actually so. kind of tuning it's it out, right. so I'm fine. I'm tuning it out. Wow. <laughs> It's it's a type of acceptance. Yeah. Well, just for that, I'm going to talk about my game first. So there you go. Well, you do it. I'm actually not playing a video game. I'm actually not playing a board game. I have created my own game. Okay, your own game. It is for sale anywhere that you have an AMC and $23 a month to spend. I've created my own AMC A-list roulette game. So how do you play this game? I joined A-list like three weeks ago. The way you win this game is to see three movies per week and not buy a single snack. That's how you win this game. <laughs> that's that's and, how you win. Uh, you might see a good movie too, maybe, so you're right? maximizing your value, you want to do. I'm maximizing my value. But what I found is it was a little 
difficult to understand at first. So I just kind of wanted to throw some light on the A-list rules. So you can only see three movies per week and that's a friday to a friday right Mm -hmm. one friday to the other that's when your clock resets however if you have something scheduled for three weeks from now that you get your a-list ticket for like i did with spider-man home Uh Mm -hmm. that one sits in your three slots for your current week even though it's two or three weeks out Oh, oh really yeah so no matter oh. what if you've got spider-man home three weeks away those first two weeks before it gets here you've only got two slots so you Uh-oh. need to recycle those and the way you can do that is you go see movie one uh-huh. right in slot number one like dark phoenix like dark phoenix as soon as <laughs> movie one is over you walk out of the theater go onto your app and then you can refill that slot in that week so you can still see three movies in a week you just have to refill fill the slot as soon as that movie is you've watched it i'm not sure i follow this here so okay so you have three slots right normally but one of them's already full with your future advanced film right so then you go see a second another different movie Uh which should only leave you with one slot left right it does let's say it's that week you go ahead and pick two other movies you picked the dead don't die and dark Mm -hmm. phoenix okay Uh you've got those in your two slots right well you still want to see a third movie that week to get your value out of the Mm a-list and you can it's just that as soon as you finish watching either Dark Phoenix or Dead Don't Die, you need to pick your third movie right then so that that way it takes up the empty space that the, one of those two movies used to occupy. Oh, so that once you sense? see it, it falls off your slot list, basically. It does. And it, oh, it falls okay. off the slot list about five minutes after the film ends. Huh. huh. Okay. So you actually can get the use of that third slot, even though you're tying it up for a movie that's coming out in several exactly. weeks. Exactly. And that's the thing that I've talked to some people and they've got confused about because they've got that one slot that's always perpetually filled with a future film Mm -hmm. and they think they can only see two other movies in that current week yeah that's what i thought that's why i never reserved that far ahead (laughs) okay that makes sense in theory you could reserve two future films and just have one slot and just continually reuse it as soon as you watch a movie add something Mm -hmm. in you just need to make sure that your timing is right and i suggest movies that have already been in the theater for a week because at that point they have fewer people going to see them so they're more empty seats when you go to recycle Mm-hmm. Look at George dropping knowledge on us. Wow, it's like a life <laughs> hack here. I know, right? <laughs> AMC roulette, baby. A-list hack. Nice job. Yeah, <laughs> very good. John, what are you playing? It is going to sound very familiar to you. This is a game that I found. It's called Crossing Souls. Came out February 2018. It doesn't ring a bell. Let me mm. tell you some of the premise. Okay. See if it sounds familiar. The year is 1986. There's five kids. Some have special skills. They find a way to travel between two different realms. They might run into a government conspiracy. Sound like anything you've heard of before? Hmm. Little Stranger Thingsy, maybe? A little bit. Yeah, I guess so. And it would be easy to consider Crossing Souls to be a ripoff of Stranger Things, but it's easier to say that Stranger Things just was the very best ripoff of all the other 80s movies and TV shows in the first place. So Crossing Souls is very much an adventure game deep in the heart of a Gen X grown-up like us. It's kind of a pixel arty game. It's an adventure made by uh, a developer called Four Attic. It takes place in this town in 86, something mysterious has happened in town and you and your ragtag group of buddies who don't necessarily fit the mold of the regular middle
middle schoolers are off riding around town on your bikes, developing okay. some special skills. So now I'm getting more of yeah. a Stranger Things vibe. <laughs> so so a bunch of misfits, right? Yep. A ragtag band of misfit kids solving a mystery in their town, crossing between realms. Yep. So I purchased it based on the high rating. It's like nine out of 10, four and a half stars everywhere that wow. I look. Okay. I finished Gris. <laughs> I'm like, I want something else to play. Uh, so I went looking around and this thing was so positively reviewed and I've played maybe an hour or so of it. But let me tell you, in the first hour, I already had to go to the local arcade and restore power. So I'm okay with this game. It's, <laughs> it's going well so far. <laughs> it's just a really big adventure game. And, uh, you know, think about any kind of almost like a Zelda kind of a, a original NES Zelda is kind of a top down. So it feels like an older game, uh, but it's, you know, a modern design came out last year, of course. Yeah. So Crossing Souls, I can't necessarily speak to the quality of the story and end game because I'm just a little bit into it, but it definitely taps into the kind of stuff that uh, nostalgic nuts like us might find interesting. Okay. And how do you think it's going to rate on the scale? You know, there's a lot to it. I want to say that I, I don't know, maybe it was 10 or 12 bucks uh, on Steam, I think. I don't think it's going to be difficult to get that much time out of it considering I'm an hour in. I've only met two of the five kids. So there's probably a lot more to go and <laughs> yeah, I've barely scratched the surface of the story. It feels kind of Zelda-y. It feels kind of Stranger Things-y and it, it scratches all the nostalgic kind of feels that you want if you like that era in the 80s. So yeah, I would recommend it. And the gameplay is fun? It is. Again, I'm only a little bit into it, but it's got me wanting more and going to see what happens next. I mean, if you've played any kind of top-down adventure, you know exactly what you're in for. Okay. You navigate around, you solve puzzles, and, and progress. That's it. All right, cool. Mo, how about you? What have you been playing? You know, I don't want to talk about something I'm playing. I want to talk about okay. something that's coming <laughs> up that's pissing me off. <laughs> oh. the law. Whoa. Well, this okay. is like annoying okay. as hell. I saw an advertisement for a game, two games, actually. One was called Bloodlines 2, which is like the Vampire Masquerade oh, RPG, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. Right. And which I liked the first one. So I was like, oh, looking forward to it. They're doing pre-sale for it. I'm like, yes. And then I saw another one. They did this huge media blitz for Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, the e you're mm -hmm. talking about yeah, the E3, E3 presentation. Right. Yeah. And they're doing pre-sales on that. So I was like, fantastic. I looked at when these things are actually going to be released. Mm-hmm. April. <laughs> and March of 2020. Yeah. And they're yep. freaking doing pre-sales. I hope that means that they're locked into those dates because no, they're we all know. Hit those dates. <laughs> well, that exactly. You Anything hope they that are, far though, because out? Now they're taking money in. This is, and this is not Kickstarter taking money in. This is big company. They're taking your money now. And the thing that annoyed me about that is the fact that, okay, I have no problem with pre-sale of games, especially if they give you some bonuses for it. But, you know, freaking a year away? <laughs> well, I <laughs> Right. Grant you, a year away sounds horrible, but I think there's some benefit to it because it feels like the forgotten money situation if they hit their date, right? You come around to <laughs> April 2020 you already spent and it. all of a sudden the game is there and you've spent the money like a year ago. You know, hey, this is a free game to me. It feels a little bit different, but I think that they need to be very careful to hit those dates because if they don't, this is not a Kickstarter situation. You know there's going to be a group of people that'll sue them and it'll become bigger publicity. Or they release on time with a ton of bugs. Well, that would be even worse. Yeah. Yep. Especially with the Fallout. 76 you know, Fallout. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you pre-ordered either of these, Mo? No. I am no. sticking by my moral high ground here. <laughs> I will not pre-order something <laughs> that far What are the pre-order costs? Because I was thinking price. about how much is that? I like don't know. Like 60 bucks? 60 bucks? Okay. Well, for the basic version, yeah. you can get the giant steel book super duper version, I'm sure, for more, but... I might get the Cyberpunk 2077. Ugh, I, I might pre-order that one. I bet you when you pre-order, if you dig through the fine print, it says that they are not 100% committed to that date. And if it slides, they it slides. are blameless. Yeah, I'll have to take a look you. through that and see. But I'm, I might pre-order it because I was 
really I work in software development and I am not going to put my name in blood on a date. I can promise it, but mitigating circumstances can happen beyond my control. Sometimes in my control and I do it anyway. <laughs> dates slide sometimes. Yeah. And especially with video games. I mean, they're notorious for sliding dates. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. I can see doing it three months ahead, maybe. Well, normal. Yeah. yeah normal kind of pre, you know, okay, give you something to right. look forward to. And, you know. Those are usually, it's in QA already. Go right, ahead and exactly. start buying it. But a yep. year, there's no way they're even in QA right now. I mean, they're still in <laughs> well, beta. Well, we don't point. know. They might be. We nah. don't know that they're not. We don't work there. So it's possible that they're in QA. <laughs> well, it's parts of it may be. finished, but no, it's not. Right. <laughs> if it was finished, they'd have released it. They're, they're trying to re- recoup right. money. Right. A game this big, they're probably, they're pretty deep in debt already. So they're trying to start monetizing the game now. Yeah. So they sense. can pay for the remaining development. It's like they're trying to Kickstarter without Kickstartering. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Cut off the middleman. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is too far ahead. Like I said, three months, I think is the most you should be able to do a pre-sale. And well, after but that, how long has John just... been waiting for his Atari VCS bullshit? Well, that was a Kickstarter though, right? <laughs> that was Indiegogo. But that's what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. We're saying that this is kind of Kickstarter-y. But this it's not is a the same feeling. It's, but, yeah, but you get the same <laughs> screw job if you do it through Kickstarter <laughs> or through them, right? If they but here's don't the thing. Hit. It's, it's software. It's not like I have to reserve mine so they don't sell out. They're going to have a copy for me. <laughs> well, it's a digital true. copy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. We sold all our copies. What? <laughs> we sold out of our digital game. <laughs> you did. You should have pre-ordered. <laughs> if dinner gets a little too attached to your grill, reach for the ultimate cleaning machine, SOS. Nothing cuts the dirt on grills, white walls, or golf clubs faster. SOS, the ultimate cleaning machine. Are you ready for a comic book podcast that breaks the mold? Look no further than Drawn and Panel. Drawn and Panel. Drawn and Panel. I'm George. I'm a Gen Xer who rediscovered his childhood passion for comics and decided to turn it into a podcast. I'm Jason. I've been a comics fan my whole life and even worked with companies in the industry, so I've got my finger on the pulse of the comic book world. And I'm John. I don't know Stan Lee from Stan Laurel, but I know what I like. As a true comic book outsider, I ask the dumb questions to keep Jason and George on their toes. Together, Jason, John, and I dive into books from the golden age to the modern age with a particular focus on the indie comics. Get your news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary from all corners of the comic book world here on Drawn and Paneled. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or over on our website at drawnandpaneled.com. Before we wrap up our show, we always like to take a moment here toward the end to talk about what we're looking forward to, what will be released or come out available to us between this episode and the next time we get together. And let's start with you, Mo. What are you looking forward to? Well, I picked this one because I knew George would. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I really want to see this. It's the new Spider-Man. There's a lot Far of that going home. around, yeah. I tell you. <laughs> the Spider-Man Far From Home. It's coming out July 2nd. I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's kind of the first one after the whole Endgame thing, so I think it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they handle that. Yep. There are definitely some heartstrings moments in the trailer. Oh, yeah. And plus, I really like this Spider-Man. I do, too. I think Tom Holland is great. Yeah. I just love, like, the twist they did where he's getting, like, intellectually bullied. Like, the bully is not, like, a physical bully anymore. (laughs) You know? (laughs) He's as smart as the rest of them. He's just a different kind of bully. I think it's gonna be a great movie. I'm not gonna wait. It doesn't disappoint. George, how about you? Well, since you took mine... Yes. I decided I was gonna take one that I was pretty sure John was gonna want to watch, and that's yesterday. You stole mine! (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's like negative pay it forward. Actually, yep. this is the one I would have picked if you would have been quicker in typing yours in. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so we're all looking forward to the same films. Big surprise. Yesterday comes out June 28th. It's essentially one of these 
cross universe or alternate dimension stories. But in this case, the guy gets put into a dimension where he's a musician and nobody has ever heard of the Beatles. Yeah, they never Hence existed. the title yesterday. So he starts it looks inventing so it looks funny. all the Beatles songs. And then in one little trailer clip, these two gentlemen claim that they wrote all these songs. And you see the sandal wearing hippie, like from the knee down. Well, one's barefoot. Yeah. And I'm like, that, okay. that looks like a red herring to me. I bet you. Everything about this be. movie looks really fun. Oh, it, it does. does. It looks like a blast. First, it's got the best soundtrack ever. It's got all these Beatles tracks yeah. in it. But I mean, just the premise. I'm like, I was angry. Like, why didn't I think of that? What a great <laughs> idea for a movie. I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be one of those films that'll catch people by surprise because it's not one of the giant blockbuster, you know, superheroes, big action science fiction no, kind of things that normally not. comes out during this time of year. And I think this will be one that'll grab people because it's got a wide enough base as far as people being interested in the Beatles and liking that music that it'll draw in people and it'll be one of those that may get put forwards for some awards later on probably you know the soundtrack awards and those kinds of things yep. but I'll be playing my A-list roulette to see that <laughs> for sure. John what about you I am looking forward to so there are a lot of films coming out on the weekend of my 50th birthday here on the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd. Right. Toy Story 4 is coming out. There's a cool spy action espionage assassin thing called Anna. Anna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm most looking forward to on that weekend, believe it or not. I don't believe it. Is the reboot of Child's Play. Oh you are not God. looking forward to Child's Play. I Please so tell me am. Not. God, really? <laughs> I really am. Child's Play is just the kind of schlock that I really liked as a kid. <laughs> is this because it's almost a puppet movie? It might be. It might be. There's no such thing as a bad puppet movie. I never made that that connection. But you're right. It's kind of a puppet movie. I think it's just because of that. I think you nailed it. It's like somebody who likes chicken and every now and then they want just like one part of the chicken. He loves puppet movies and this time (laughs) it's just an aside of a puppet movie. It's just a little like a side dish of puppet. And a moose bouche. But but I know that. uh, Wow. (laughs) I know that Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. Oh, that's pretty good, though. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Casting. If you don't know his pedigree for voice work, I mean, oh, he was yeah. probably the absolute best Joker in the Batman video yeah, games yeah. and cartoons. He's an awesome trickster as well. Yep. Yeah, exactly. He is. Yeah. For the Flash. So, so what a super voice actor he is. And so he's going to be the voice of Chucky. He, he always sounds super cool and oh, and weird Wing and Commander. Evil. He did a lot of stuff with Wing Commander. Oh, he sure, sure did. Yep. And plus Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec is kind of the lead in this film. Oh, She's nice. the mom. I All like right. her. I, I like her and Mark Hamill. You might be swaying me a little bit. Yeah, this see? Might, this might make it under my AMC list roulette. Plus, it's kind of a puppet movie, so you can't go wrong. <sighs> That's the part keeping it off. <laughs> I just had this funny image in my head of like the people at Pixar, and I'm sure they listen to this podcast, sitting there. Oh, all, every single one, it's mandatory listening at <laughs> yeah, Pixar so campus. They're listening to this, and they're going, are you fucking kidding me? He wants to see Child's Play more than Toy Story 4. <laughs> Instead of Toy Story 4, I'll see them both. No, no, I'll see them both. It's just the one I'm most looking forward to. I mean, Toy Story 4 we know is going to be great. Child's Play I'm most intrigued by, I guess I'll say. How about well, that? If you use your A-list right, you can go see them all in the same day. Yeah. As soon as you come out, wait five minutes, buy your ticket for the next one. Don't nobody say I'm not. I might do it. <laughs> the one thing I'll say for Child's Play is that it has an opportunity to be so awful, it's good. Like, it could go either a spectrum, right? It could be a good movie, or it could be just so terrible, it could be good. I don't think they're playing this for that kind of cult status, the way the trailer looks. I think well, they might do it on is... accident. You don't know. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> nobody plans cult status. Status. <laughs> Maybe not, but... <laughs> 
Hour hand, minute hand, second hand, sweet. Time is of the essence, gotta pick it up a beat. Cause time is money and money is time. The one that does it faster is the one that we buy. High gear, full tilt, gotta get it done. Quick, 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 bite fast food, eat it on the run. Rush job, turn around, speed is now the key. Tell them that you wanted ASAP. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Guys, that is going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, I want to take a moment here to thank all of the great folks that support us over on Patreon. And I'm talking, of course, to you, Agile, T2, and Chewbacca, and Slowmo, and Dana, and Steen, and Will, and Corey, and Thomas, and Marcus. These are all folks that have stopped by patreon.com slash genxgrownup. And for a buck or a little more per month, they're supporting Gen X Grown Up financially. That includes this podcast. That includes our stuff on YouTube. That includes our website site, everything that we do, we couldn't be more grateful for how much they believe in us and the commitment they've made to our work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you decide you might want to join them over at Patreon, there are some bonuses available, yeah. including uh, not only things that we send out, but we often have outtakes to podcasts just like this one. <laughs> yeah, we actually talk a lot more than this. <laughs> yeah, what you heard, we recorded for three hours to get down to what you heard today. <laughs> you know, but sometimes we go on these tangents that either they don't fit or for time constraints. So rather than cutting those out, we just just segment them and we put them up as extras behind the wall at Patreon. So you can go and enjoy those the day after you hear this podcast. Yeah, totally worth a couple bucks a month. Yeah, I think it would be. I absolutely believe it. I know George <laughs> is in it for the money. I'm in it for the emotional support. I'm always support. in it for the money. I'll take all of it. <laughs> Thank you so much to them. We appreciate you so much for supporting us over there. We, of course, will be back in two weeks with a regular episode. But next week is our backtrack. That's where we take a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep on it. Mo, what are we talking about next week? Oh, my God. We're going to talk about a childhood TV icon, Captain Kangaroo. Yep. Good morning, Captain. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that. I haven't talked about Captain Kangaroo in years and so much flooded back preparing for that episode. I am ready. We hope you will join us for that. Until then, I am John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. But fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. I am joined. Wow, I didn't know my name. Like, who are you? I am joined. <laughs> I'm, I'm joined. I said that I'm last joined. time, didn't I? <laughs> I, I? You said, who are you? In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.